0: To you from the heart of the great white north. Welcome to the Canadian Prepper Podcast. Immerse yourself in the world of preparedness with insights from seasoned experts and a touch of Canadian practicality, your go to source for all things survival, resilience, and self reliance. Now, let's kick off another episode packed with knowledge and strategies to ensure you're ready for whatever life may throw your way. Stay tuned and let the journey to preparedness begin.
1: Welcome to episode number 232 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast. We are recording on March the 3rd, 2024. My name is Eric, host of the show based in Southern Ontario. Hunter, target shooter, ham radio operator, and computer geek. It's a first responder, witnessed an over-reliance on emergency services during major events, and started a, a small preparedness company to help people get better prepared for at least 72 hours, if not longer.
2: And I'm Jeff. I'm based in Central Ontario. I'm a target shooter... Ham radio operator, general overall handyman, and weather nerd.
3: And I'm Brad. I'm in Eastern Ontario, part time amateur prepper, constantly trying to better myself.
4: My name's Pierre. I'm a tactical beard owner, uh, t shirt doer kind of guy, uh, government critique, and the reason we hit the explosive button. I'm Terry, live in Sunday, Southern Ontario,
5: starving indie author, terrible hunter, pathetic fisherman, and proud Ford owner. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that in there. Okay. Yep.
6: <laughs>
2: so let's, well let's, done. Get the, let's get the truth out there as it stands. I got a Toyota and I had to call for help yesterday, so I'm the goat tonight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Jeff. You're welcome.
2: <laughs>
6: uh, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, so <laughs> we've got some stormy content for you in this episode. We'll start off with some uh, relevant news articles. We'll update you on our personal preps, then we'll get into the main topic. And we're talking about the uh, little snowstorm that came through Ontario here this past week. Let's uh, move into the news.
2: So I've got a couple of them. Uh, one of them kind of sort of around the same issue that we had. Um, the West Coast is getting another... Atmospheric river, whole dump of whatever. Um, so, the Sierra Nevada mountains are getting pummeled with uh, snow in a blizzard. Uh, there are areas up there that have gotten between seven and 10 feet since Thursday. Um, and they're uh, obviously snowed in, they can't go anywhere. So, good thing uh, some of them have uh, stuff to rely on, hopefully. Um, some of them have, uh, obviously lost power and they're not going to get it back till they can get in there and start digging. Um, and then on the total flip side to that, um, for those who haven't heard, Texas is burning. Um, I've got a, a link in there. I know it's CNN, but Hey, cut me some slack today. Um, they've had, uh, the smokehouse Creek fire they've had, it's been going on for a little bit. Um, it's burned. Uh, it's, well, I shouldn't say it's going on. It's, it's still happening. It's the largest, uh, fire that Texas has ever had. It has burned over, uh, is it a thousand? I believe it's a thousand, no, 10,000 acres. Um, they're estimating around potentially 500 structures. So barns, houses, garages, you name it. Um, and yeah, I think it's 10,000 acres because they figure, uh, they've lost about a thousand, um, head of cattle as well. So it's uh, going to be interesting. Some well done beef. Let's see what comes out of it. And, and I'll, I'll speak a bit on, on that. I, I know maybe people are out there saying, well, wait a minute. They, Texas got a lot of rain this winter and they were wet. Yeah, they were. Um, and what that did is that just caused the underbrush and the scrub and all that to grow more than normal. And then all of a sudden when the rain cuts off and the sun comes out and it's 90 degrees, guess what? That all just becomes tinder for the fire. And that's Mm. exactly what happened. And I haven't heard whether it's man-made or, um, accidental of some kind, but whatever, something sparked it. And with that increase in the underbrush and that it, and the strong winds that were going on, it just took off. They had no chance as soon as it started. They were they were done. They had no chance.
5: Okay, hey, Terry. Okay. Well, it seems the scammers are, are back at it again. Now they're using artificial intelligence to make their scams more believable. It seems they can accurately imitate the voices of your family members, and then they'll play them back to, Poor people to try and convince them that you know the family members in dire need of some money and and uh, they got to help them out. So that's pretty grim stuff. Um, and and on top of that, they're also using AI to infiltrate businesses. They're they're faking conference calls with employees and uh, getting people on the go and and uh, getting in there and taking advantage of different businesses and systems. So yeah, be on the lookout. I, Every time there's a new technology comes out, there's a scammer there trying to take advantage of it. Like right
4: away, quick. Yeah.
1: This is why I hate people.
4: Me too. Yeah. And I mean, you, you can't fault everybody. I mean, some people buy Fords, some people buy, yeah. You know, so you guys know what's going Playotas, on. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. It Takes a little bit for some people true. to come around to it, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. <laughs>
1: oh with that how about we uh move in we've done lately for preps we'll uh start off with brad
3: still lots of work busy 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 the uh the weather hasn't helped that uh it's been actually pretty mild over the last little while that we are personally for me anyways the truck that i drive we've just been overloaded with lots of lots and lots of work so i haven't had a chance to do much around here but uh hoping to do a few things more on the weekends when the Nice weather rolls around the next few weeks. So that's about it.
1: Jeff.
2: I was gonna say call and sit tomorrow, Brad. It's gonna be 15. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I did some food prep. Uh, I tested my generators before the storm, topped up my fuel um, just in case and went down that rabbit hole and took a trip with Eric to uh, Radio World in Toronto and got myself a couple of hammer antennas. Oh, yeah. um,
1: Such a great story.
2: There was, yeah, there was, I mean, I could have emptied three different bank accounts for what I was doing over there, but uh, uh, I stayed within my budget, which I'm impressed with. And um, yeah. It's well, all
1: about the supervision.
2: Well, well, well no, it wasn't because <laughs> was you were kicking me to buy stuff. So don't start with that. <laughs> That's a really good one over there. Oh, but that one's even Look
1: better. At this. And how great yeah. is this? Yeah. <laughs> the kid in the candy, yeah. candy store. <laughs>
2: That's
1: what it was. Yep. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Well, for uh, myself, uh, ended up, uh, with my little portable ham radio system there, uh, being broken. So, wah, wah. uh, ended up, uh, plugging in the microphone and no connectivity at all. So, uh, decided to uh, figure out how to fix it. So it tore all apart, found the part that's broken and, uh, had an order and I'm taking advantage of the uh, local ham group here. One of the guys is going to help me out with getting it soldered back on the board because it's a uh, surface mount soldering. that's required to fix this part. And I've never done that before. So, uh, I'm going to take uh, take up the offer of local, uh, ham group here and get some help in doing that and getting it all fixed up. Uh, what else? Started researching uh, MeshTastic, so that's a, a little off-grid uh, communications type of radio setup. This is all going to be radio nerd stuff, which I know is strange for me, but uh, started uh, researching that. Have an order in for a couple devices, going to test it out and see how uh, see how it operates, and then uh, maybe roll out a little bit further down the road if it does uh, kind of what I'm thinking it's going to. And then uh, just because I could, took the uh, the working HF rig here that's uh, sitting right in front of me, the big guy here, the uh, the Kenwood. Uh, took it out for a spin uh during the uh the arldx DX competition that's been running over the last couple of days. So, i uh, got 20 plus uh international contacts in the log and some pretty uh pretty neat ones. So, it's a competition that runs for a couple of days where international sta- or international stations um overseas have to call either Canadian or US stations, exchange some information, and then you go to the next. So, it was uh, all kinds of interesting stations out and about in the airwaves. So, figured. Let's uh, let's see how far my station can reach and uh,
6: how far did you get got
1: some good reports. Uh, let's see, I got Germany, I got um where else? Spain, a couple other places. Um, just nice. on my wire in the backyard here. So it's pretty happy nice. with it. Yeah, nice. it's good. And of course went with Jeff down the radio world. So
4: <laughs> I'm assuming you took your truck. Uh, yes, that's that's how we got that's how we got back. Yes. <laughs>
2: Oh. keep pushing it buddy I have the power to send you home too
4: I'm already home <laughs> I know <laughs> and if I wasn't I have a feeling I would at least be able to make it all the way there
1: Ooh, from wherever you sent him home from
4: <laughs> um, alright so for me a little bit of food rotation and prep uh, not as much as we wanted to um, but did a big organization sorted through stuffs preps getting all that uh, situated in one spot, so now we're going to start going through our bags, uh, redo the work truck with the weather changing, maybe put more uh, stuff that's more for the summer months and spring months compared to, you know, heavy duty socks and this and that. Um, got all that ready with the supplies, um, all in one location finally, uh, for the most part. Um, and then now with the, the snow melting, we're thinking of uh, how we're going to do the backyard is when we moved in. It was pretty much winter, so I want to get the camper here in the next uh, once the ground unthaws enough and be able to hold it and not sink. Um, so yeah, trying to figure out uh, where we can put gardens, move this, move that, uh, get the backyard oasis going for this week. Uh, hopefully, the next few weeks, so that we can have a nice uh, barbecue weekends in the backyard.
1: Oh yeah, barbecue season is coming up quick.
4: It never stops, but it's just well, way more enjoyable. Fair. <laughs> fair,
1: yes, this is true. But yes, yes, the, the more enjoyable barbecue season is yes. is coming. Yes. Yeah.
5: <laughs> oh, boy, well, for me, I did a I'm constantly tweaking the food storage. I was playing around with that, and uh, I managed to get a little bit of range time in there the other day, which was nice. This is after the storm. Um. I helped a friend take some maple syrup supplies into his camp. And while we are up there, we did a little bit of blasting. And nice. Uh, nice. and then I took the Ford out and made a successful run to top up the fuel containers after the storm because I burned a little gas in the generator during that event. So I topped everything <laughs> back the Ford, off again.
1: The Ford started?
5: Oh, yeah, yeah. And we filled it up. And uh, yeah, it worked flawlessly as, as yeah. usual. You know, it's what yeah. happens when you own
4: a Ford. You don't have anything to worry about. <laughs> or or you're just surprised all the time. Hey. It works. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Oh,
1: that's good. Hey, is that everything for you, Terry?
5: I think that's enough for me. Awesome.
1: Oh, with that we'll uh, we'll move into the main topic. So, uh, past week or so, uh, actually so, yeah, the past week, just kind of watching the, uh, little group chat we have, uh, with the podcast channel or the podcast, uh, panelists here, um, throughout the store, I'm watching everybody kind of check in with each other, say what's going on, you know, watching the power outages here, power outages there, this is happening, that's happening. Uh, it kind of got me thinking we should probably touch on that as a episode topic, uh, because it just kind of brings home everything, uh, that we kind of talk about on the show and shows that, uh you know, being prepared for like these little things like a storm coming through is is one of the big things we try to push push out in the show. And it's not all doomsday, world's ending, everything's collapsing kind of um, preparedness that we, uh, we always push and we always talk about. Sure, that's a thing that could happen, but it's the day-to-day routine things that happen all the time that we really want people to be ready for and, you know, have a little bit of uh, preparedness and things set aside for. So watching everybody kind of talk about the fact that they're preps were working things that they put in place for power outages were, were doing what they were supposed to be doing and um, just looking at everybody kind of reaching out to say hey does anybody need anything can we help you out with anything it was just kind of neat to see and I thought why not do an episode about it and we'll just talk about kind of what happened what went well if a couple of things didn't go well what didn't go well or what you would do differently or what you may or may not be adding to uh to your preps now that we've uh, we've been through a little storm and um, some had power out for as long as 20 hours. Uh, some of us only had power out for about 45 minutes to an hour, but I uh, figured we'd do a quick reflection on uh, what happened and what went right, what went wrong and what we're, uh, what we're going to learn or what we did learn from it and how we're going to go forward. So, uh, for myself, I okay. uh, just, just to touch on it. First off the, uh, the storm we went from, what was it about plus 12 Jeff down to like minus 10 in about like no Two hours. time at all.
2: Two hours. <laughs> yeah, when I, when I, uh, yeah, when I checked and kind of the, the day before, I'd kind of thrown it out to people. Hey, you know what? This is coming. We're gonna get this flash freeze. Um, When I looked at my my temperature at ten a.m., it was plus eight, and at seven p.m., it was minus seven. So in crazy. less than twelve hours, we dropped what's 15 that? Fifteen degrees.
1: degrees.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> we dropped fifteen degrees in about eight hours, nine hours.
1: which yeah. just crazy. And we're talking uh, Celsius here for our American friends.
4: It's, uh, real, real temperatures.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. With that, brought a flat, a flash freeze. Uh, some interesting weather. We got some really good uh, whiteouts going on. Uh, some good, um, some good snow happening. And uh, of course, with that comes power outages, right? And some high winds. The winds were crazy. Yes. Uh, there were some pretty high winds here. I don't know what you guys had out east. Uh, but for us, we had some pretty good winds that uh, just come up out of nowhere.
2: Uh, yeah, so... You guys have the same? So just to kind of speak on that a little bit. So j- j- in my opinion, this is my my opinion, um, I think we got off pretty lucky with this one. Um, as Eric said, you know, we, we had that sharp spike in, or drop in temperature, which I, as much as a lot of people didn't like it, I think that was really what saved us. Um, yes, we went from rain to snow, but we missed the ice. The drop was so fast, you may have gotten 20 minutes, a half an hour of some ice pellets and you were into snow. Um, so yeah, if something was on the ground, it froze. The roads got icy, sidewalks got icy, but you didn't get that more gradual drop where the ice had an opportunity to kind of really entrench itself and and you know have an hour or a couple of hours of some ice accretion if that would have happened with the winds we had um a lot of us i think would have been in a lot more trouble than we were so it was uh it was bad but it could have been i mean like anything it could have been a whole lot worse um but that that part of it for me uh saved us yeah there's trees down not so bad here um you know I'll I'll throw a quick thing out there just gradually south of us um I snowmobile a lot. We have a rail bed and the day after the storm, somebody reached out uh, and said, Hey, you know what? Um, There's all kinds of trees down, you know, you guys are lucky. Uh, I ran over one, but I didn't damage my sled. And I kind of sent him a message back and said, trails were closed for that reason. You shouldn't have been out there. Good luck with uh, getting us to pay for your damage because you rode on a closed trail. So anyways, um, and he blocked me after that, by the way. So, uh, (laughs) <laughs> which really broke my heart, but I'm um, sure
1: you're all shook up about that, Jeff. <laughs>
2: yeah, I am. So, um, yeah, there's there there were reports of of trees down, which is not not uncommon when when you're getting that kind of wind. But um, again, add a, add a an eighth or a quarter inch of ice on those those trees, and you've got a whole lot more problem.
1: Got the big ice storm that went through what
3: 98? Yep, yep.
1: 98. Yep. yep. No, it was, uh, like Jeff was saying, it was interesting. It, it came pretty quick. Uh, thankfully we had that heads up. Jeff was kind of throwing that messaging out in the chats and the discord, uh, ahead of time. so we knew something was coming. Uh, and you never really know, like it looks like something, it might fizzle down into nothing. It might be huge, uh, a huge storm that comes through, but we always kind of get things ready to go. And, uh, luckily for us here, we lost power for, yeah, it was about an hour, maybe. Um, and luckily enough, it went out after the kids were down for bed. So it had no impact on them. There was no worry with them being like, Hey, what's going on and what's happening. They were already asleep. So that was perfect timing. The power going to go out best time for it to happen. Generator kicks on, uh, 10 seconds later. So we've got the, uh, the automatic standby, uh, generac here. House comes back on and we're sitting back, relaxing, watching Netflix. While well, the nest, rest of the neighborhood doesn't have power, so it's always fun to sit back and and see that. Uh, I'm not. I'm alive to the fact that it also kind of identifies us as somebody who has power and nobody else does. So obviously, we have to the weigh that out in a more um, a more serious scenario where where things are a little bit um, worse off than the simple power outage because of a storm uh, you know so if you're getting into like a uh a shit at the fan kind of situation that's going to make you stand out like a sore thumb if you're the only one on the block that's got power so mm-hmm. um you know we have to figure out a way to kind of mitigate that in in bigger types of situations but a simple power outage generator kicked on exactly how we were planning it to power came back good to go was able to check in with jeff real quick and say hey we've lost power over here what's going on with you um, at that point he uh, he hadn't lost power yet but um it's just a matter of time because he's not that far from here. And eventually things tend to fall a uh, domino effect, right? But, uh, yeah, really everything worked out exactly like we planned and everything worked, generator worked, power came back on, but an hour later, uh, main power comes on, generator turns off, cycles down, all's good. I've popped out and checked it afterwards, of course, to make sure the oil's still good. Everything's still, you know, in, in the, uh, levels that it's supposed to be in and we're ready for the next, uh, power outage. So Really, it was uh, good to see that everything worked the way that I expected it to.
3: Nice, nice, nice. We were oh. uh, we were not as fortunate as you, Eric. Um, I was out of power for eighteen hours here. Went Oof. out around six fifteen, back on it just after two the next afternoon. Oh. Kept watching the, kept watching the hydro app for the, uh, the updates yep. on restoration and what was the cause and all the rest of that stuff. And uh, first it was 8.30 and then I think it was 11.30. They updated it too. Um, Got the generator out, started at about 9.15ish, left it in the shed running with the door open just for a little while, make sure everything was working. Hooked it up to the house shortly after. Um, In between the power going out and hooking the generator up, I've got uh, quite a few little battery lights here and there and we turned those on around the house. Uh, Most of them were still working well into the morning around five o'clock when I got up. Generator was still running all night. Uh, Generator was running. I topped it up before going to bed just after midnight. Um, Just after we lost power, some friends of ours down the road called and said, hey, can we get some candles? Do we have nothing (laughs) at all?
4: Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Do uh, I have a podcast for them? I know. eh? (laughs) (laughs) I.
3: He's coming around slowly, but he's not a big YouTuber.
1: You he needs candles, I might know a guy that sells them. Yeah. yeah Just saying.
3: Um, I took him down some of the extra battery lights and the candles and, the, uh, and one of those uh, Motomaster jumper boxes that you can use mm-hmm. as the power box as well. He has a older, not well-maintained champion generator, so I got... <laughs> I helped him get that out and get it going, put some gas in it, brought some extension cords down with me, and did the old through the window, close the window on a thing. And he's got a pellet stove for heat. So plugged that in, made sure it was running, plugged in his fridge. They've got a deep freeze, but told me, you know, don't open it. If you don't need it, don't mm-hmm. open it. Basic stuff. Can't run the fridge and the, the microwave at the same time. Those kinds of things. Got him going. He was good. He checked in around, I want to say around 1130 or so. And, uh, he had found some gas from a neighbor, put some in it. The next morning I ran to Cornwall to get some gas for myself and for his generator, went over put some into his, went to work. Lots of winds throughout the night. Hardly any tree damage that I saw the next morning. Haven't heard of any injuries or any big house fires or barn fires or crashes or anything like that. And, uh, even though there was lots of wind, I, uh, before the storm hit here, I went around the yard and put things away and nothing moved in my yard and Generators put away again, full of fuel, um, got all my batteries changed out and all the lights and, uh, my Ryobi batteries charged back up again for the next one and lesson learned and off we go.
1: Nice. How much fuel did you go through roughly in the, that amount of time?
3: Uh, about three quarters of a tank. I've got a okay. Furman 3500. I think it is a 3560 or something. Um, I had a half a tank in it when I started it. When I had it running, uh, make sure everything was good. There was yeah, there was about a half a tank. I turned it off, filled it, brought it over to the house, ran it throughout the night. Next morning, it was. I want to say it was almost empty. Ran to Cornwall and picked some gas up and then filled it halfway and then went to work. And then wife called me just after two, I would say about two thirty, two forty, and said, powers come back on. Told her kid, okay, go turn the generator off.
6: Hmm.
3: Oh. Do this, do that, do the other thing. I'll take care of everything else when you get when I get home.
1: Nice. Now, how's the generator hooked up to everything? Is it extension cord through the window or are you doing like a pass-through setup or general link or
3: Um, it was through the window, just extension cords through the window. I do have the, uh, the reliance, um, through the wall system. We were hoping to wait until our back deck was built this summer to put it permanently mounted just next to the deck. But I think I'm going to change that location to, uh, Pierre, you would know where this is, where the old side door was, where the window is now makes, I think it makes better sense because it's, uh, right at the top of the stairs so I can, plug things in there and run them down to the furnace and the well pump. And then the kitchen is right beside it. So I can run over to the fridge with it or the the stove, the coffee maker, well, not the stove, but the the microwave, the coffee maker, that kind of thing. So I'm, uh, I'm hoping to get that done before next Sunday and have that in.
1: Perfect. Lesson learned, right?
3: Oh, absolutely. I should have done it in the summer when I had the chance to, and I wouldn't have had to worry.
1: Huh. Even just evaluating now through that experience, going okay, now I can see moving it here versus where I wanted to is going to work a lot better. Uh, now that we've kind of tested things out, just oh, yeah. just learning that through the uh, through the power outage, right? Oh yeah, it's good. I've
3: I've uh, I've noted what extension cords I use, so now those are going mm-hmm. to be taken out of the regular circulation, and a, a label put on them. Um, yeah. Those are for this only, because they reach and nice. they work, and there was no never any problem with it. So, yeah. Lesson
6: learned.
1: Like that's you good. Well, it's oh, awesome. And mentioning uh, extension cords, that actually reminded me. There's uh, there's a couple of things in the house here that do not run on the backup generator when the, the standby generator fires up. One of them is the um, the internet router and like all the computer nerd stuff I've got in the server rack here. Which yes, I have a server rack because I'm a nerd. Uh, so <laughs> uh, it was funny. As soon as the generator came on, I just knew. Went over, grabbed the extension cord I used for that run downstairs, run the cable over to the, the rack, plugged it in, and away we go. But I already knew. I already had it planned out. I know where that cord is. I know that that's the one that I use. The power goes out. I know where to plug it in, where to run it to. Um, I've already got battery backup on the rack anyway, so I'm good for about 45 minutes. So I don't have to do it instantly. But having that organization, and that took a couple of power outages to learn how to do, right? Because <laughs> I was looking around for, which cord do I take? Which one do I run? What, what plug do I plug into? Where do I go with this? Which, you know, what do I hook up? But This time around, I was able to just go, okay, yeah, here we go, run it over, done. Didn't even think about it, and away we go, because then we can sit and watch Netflix while everybody else doesn't have power.
3: So, while you're you're being proud of yourself that you have that backup generator, which I don't doubt is really nice, my neighbor, he has the same kind of system.
6: Mm -hmm.
3: Pierre, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. The power went out here. At around six fifteen and everything just it was dark. Yep. The only thing on was those little um actually they're right here. These. Right. The little yeah. plug in the wall, little top light lights. lights. Yep. Yeah. And uh as soon as they came on and we realized what was going on, I heard my neighbor's generator start
6: up. Yep. Mm-hmm.
3: I looked out the window. His house was entirely lit up. All his outside lights were on. I looked in the living room. The windows, like the the TV was on. The lights were on. He and his wife were walking around like nothing ever happened. Mm -hmm. Man, I was pissed off at that.
1: But at the same time, they stand out like a sore thumb, right? So you got to be cognizant of that, depending on what the scenario is.
3: Well, I realized that since since I knew they had one, and the guys Mm -hmm. at the end of the road, the construction company, they have one. They got one put into their house. Well, I, I, I drove around the neighborhood before going to work, and I realized yep. that there's five other houses that were all brightly lit up. Like, yeah, yep, mm-hmm. I
1: know who you got. Yep, yep. that's the thing. Yep. It's a big opsec thing that you really have to weigh out. It's it's great in the small little scenarios, but even in the small scenarios, you now identified five people on your street that are going to guarantee and have power for a while. Probably not going to have it forever, but they're going to have it for ex- a more extended period of time. Yeah. right that given depending on what the scenario is and, and what's happened right but as long as they've got a supply of fuel yeah exactly as long as they got a supply of fuel for it
3: yeah. i got nobody way they go. right here beside me is uh is a propane one my okay. parents so, uh, in a couple of towns over they got one put in over the summer and they're on natural gas right um i i don't doubt that the guys the other people in this neighborhood they're all on propane yeah Long as they got pressure, right? They'll have power. Yep. But now, what I don't know is, do they make ones like the the the, the standby Generacs that are dual fuel, like gas? And you propane?
1: can flip them. You can oh, flip yeah. them. There's a switch inside that will let you flip it to propane versus natural gas.
3: Yeah. Oh no, you no, can't, you gas can't get right.
2: regular gas. It's either propane or natural gas, is yeah. my understanding.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah, that's okay. correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's part of my backup plan. Um, the future proof and and just disaster proof my uh, my setup is to get the propane tank here and then I can flip back and forth. Right now mine's natural gas. So
4: okay. yeah, same. And I mean the nice thing is uh most propane places will uh they'll come camera. to your place and Yugi um our old place where we we're renting asked, Hey, do you guys fill up propane tanks? And they said, We'll fill up hundred pounders. So you might not have to rent a big giant one. You might be able to just get a uh, hundred pounder or two from Costco. Get them to fill it up. You can run your propane barbecues. Get someone to come in do that, and also have that. <clears throat> might not be a a good backup compared to how much those uh, big tanks are are to rent and everything. Now, obviously, you're not going to have as much, and you're responsible for them to replace them and everything. But uh, most of them will fill up hundred pounders at your house. So if you have two, three of them at your house probably set up an account, get that done a little bit easier than uh, those big giant ones. A little more discreet, you can move mm-hmm. them around, store them in your shed. Yep. Good point. Yeah. Or, like I said, barbecue, you know, everything goes down, mm-hmm. your propane tank runs out, run a line to it, you can still cook. I mean, you it's can true. probably still cook inside, but you know, say it's yep. summer, and you want to have a beer outside. So.
1: It's yeah. true. The beer's only going to be cold for so long, you may as well fire up the queue and enjoy it.
3: Yep. <laughs> drink them while they're cold
4: oh yeah or, or drink enough that you don't care if you're warm anymore <laughs> <laughs> there's always that
1: this is, this is true it all depends on the scenario Yeah. <laughs> it all depends um, if Jeff's
3: coming over
4: <laughs> you just got a Toyota you're good <laughs> <laughs> uh, um for me good storm it was nice um we were thankfully not bothered no power outage no nothing for us uh, I don't even think our power flickered um, so we were lucky um, but just hatched everything down went outside got a few things on the deck and uh, or we've got a little wonky screened in porch that we wrapped in plastic as a uh, storage went and made sure all that was still uh, strapped down and not going to blow away so there's not Bunch of stuff flying around and all our shit getting ruined. Um, checked outside, moved a few things out of the wind just so you know, a gas can or uh, a two by four flying down the road or whatever. It was tucked away uh, around a corner where the wind wasn't gonna hit it and stored away from the elements. Um, uh, not nothing for us. Uh, we had everything ready. I guess we'll have to learn this lesson at a later date for us. Uh, hey. Okay.
1: It's just the you gotta, gotta deal with the cards you're dealt, right? You got a good hand,
4: yeah. So it, it worked out, it was nice to see. Um, just the weather changed so drastically, you know, go from yeah, plus 15 to minus 20 the next morning, and the crazy windstorm you could see <laughs> on the street lights and everything, and all the lights outside. We had people's uh, sheds, doors banging on stuff, stuff everywhere, but uh, we were good, we weren't bothered. Uh, so I guess we'll have to. Kind of works out because we knew where everything was, but I was like, it's going to be a pain to dig that out. So
1: it's good. Uh, a good test for the new house, right?
4: Yeah. So it's going to be okay. So we got to get into the shed a little bit and organize it because uh, a few of the cooking stuff that we all know where it is and the propane tanks and the lines and <laughs> stuff that we needed was all kind of just behind stuff. So you'd have to go outside in the dark and move a bunch of stuff. So we knew where everything was. Um, you know, battery packs are charged, uh, flashlights and you know, daughter's room, our room, uh, mostly around the house. We've got the same, similar light up lights as uh, Brad has, uh, when there's no lights, it's kind of a night light, but when the power goes on, you can use it as a flashlight. So I'm like, we're never, you know, completely dark. Yep. But yeah, make sure we, nice. we knew where the food and water was and waited it out.
1: Very nice.
3: Something I was, uh, I've been fortunate, lucky to get my hands on are the, uh, commercial emergency lights you plug Mm. them in there's the the little battery box it's got two heads two light heads on Mm -hmm. you can move them uh a couple years ago there was a, a store a hardware store major chain that was uh taking down their old store and building a new one i've been in there a bunch of times got to know one of the owners and i asked him if i can go in and scavenge whatever i whatever I can find from the old building. And he gave me some particulars. You can't touch this, that, the other thing, but everything else is up for grabs. So I was able to get two of those emergency lights off the wall, just plug in ones. So I have one downstairs in downstairs in my bathroom that it, one light points up to the ceiling and the other one points out to the door. So you can actually find where the bathroom is. And then the other one is in my shed, does the same thing, points to the front door and into the shed and, they're good for about 90 minutes or so, depending on the battery. They came on flawlessly. When I went down to uh, to check on things in the basement, run the extension cords, I, uh, I brought it out into my main part of my basement, out of the bathroom, and just set it down, and I was able to work without uh, without moving around, without using another flashlight and having my hand busy. And I liked it, and, and I looked them up. A couple of times, different places, anywhere from $75 to the 350 mm-hmm. depending on what you want to buy and how many lights you want to put up, but something to keep in mind. Right. If you want to be that person, you can get batteries that last two or three days for two or three lights mm-hmm. like that. And they're only six volt. You have to be careful. You can't just run 12 volt batteries on them.
4: Right. Yeah. You just cut the battery in half.
3: That's the trick. <laughs> yeah.
4: Let me know how that It's goes. on the internet okay. now.
1: It must be true. It must no. be nope.
3: true. Pierre said it. It must be true. Okay, I'll try that. Yeah. I'll get back to you later.
1: Not only did Pierre say it, he said it on the internet. That's the truth test. No. That was the validation. <laughs> <laughs> but you
4: got to right. put it lengthwise, because if not, you cut the two terminals apart. And so uh, you got to keep both Oh, right. Yeah. So you got to go oh. lengthwise, not side to side. That's probably where a lot of people went wrong. Let me know. Okay.
3: <laughs> I'll look that up.
1: oh geez (laughs) all right terry what do you got for us
5: well it was a good storm for us too here our power and internet went out for about 19 hours and even the cell service suffered you you get a pretty good signal but uh once that power went out around here it it suffered bad i was there was a lot of times it was cutting in and out just to SOS only which was was it unusual. right
1: away or was that uh was it right, right away the the cell stuff really yeah right away
5: right away interestingly enough like even when i powered everything up on the on the generator mm-hmm. uh, our router and everything was working in the house but the internet it when the power was off it was off so it must've been connected somewhere mm-hmm. along the line mm-hmm. because it, it wouldn't even work at all but hmm. anyway as as we'd spoke well, it's, there. It's-
2: it's remotely possible. It happened in the, uh, the 2003 blackout that, um, where I worked, we, we run on a, on a microwave system and some of the, um, some of the towers either they just, they didn't even click over to the backup or Mm -hmm. the backup generator didn't run. Or like I said, the batteries, they, they flicked them on and they even though they were supposed to test them every three months, but, um, we had we had three towers that the second the power went out they dropped they were offline they were gone so mm-hmm. it may be possible that the closest tower to you that you usually get a signal off maybe it it didn't uh it didn't have a backup well, it failed a backup yeah backup. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. but yeah that was a that was an interesting lesson because you know you can't count on that either right you can you think oh right. well there will always be cell service right but no yeah maybe not maybe not. <laughs> Well, we didn't have any issues. A few podcasts back, we talked about this generalink system that we installed here. And so this was our first real trial run of how it it worked for us. So once the power went out, I went out and hooked her up, fired up the generator and started turning things back on inside. And we pretty much had the whole house powered up. Like everything was working. We had hot water. The well pump was working. Uh, We could run the kitchen stove. I wouldn't want to turn everything on at the same time. So we get an 8,500 watt generator, it'll run quite a bit. But, you know, if everything, up, several things happen to spike on at the same time, it would probably pop the breaker. But, yeah. um, you know, we'd be careful what we did and, and everything worked great. So we're as snug as a bug in a rug. No issues whatsoever with that. Uh, yeah, and it was out for like 19 hours. And during that 19 hours, I put about 20 liters of fuel in the beast. Because we, we left it running yeah. the whole time. So you know that's the the major limitation to something like that is uh, you know mm-hmm. how much fuel you've got stocked, and uh, like I'm okay. I could I could go for a week or so without running out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you to
1: one, divide by two. That's a lot of fuel. Yeah, <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. You got to make sure you got some. You got to make sure you got a fuel supply yeah. or close yep. by. So but, um, no, but I'm completely happy with it. That worked. It worked pretty uh, really good. And again, we had the we had the winds, we had a lot of trees down. That's why the power was out on our particular road was there was a few trees down. And that took a while for the hydro to get caught up and get down to our little back back country road where <laughs> we are. So but uh we eventually got here and everything was good.
3: What's the size of the Jenner link you have there, Terry?
5: Oh god, it's uh they they come in amps, don't they? Yep. It's I think it's a thirty. Okay. I think there a, or was a forty, and there was a bigger one. There's there was a, a 30, bigger 40,
3: one. and fifty. I do believe.
5: Okay, I I I can't remember. Versus thirty or forty, it's not the big one. That much I remember because there was a. They give us the option of the of a bigger one, and we said no. So I'm, I'd have to check to be sure because I, I don't remember. And it's you terrible. were able the to run hair. everything. <laughs> but yeah, I'd run everything. We we didn't have any issues. Awesome. We Didn't have okay. any issues again. I think you'd have to be careful what you were yeah. trying to yeah. try to do too much at one time. Of course. Yeah. Like if I wanted to run the, if we wanted to run a lot of hot water and have the water heater kick in, I'd have turned the well pump off and a few other things, but, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, we were just careful what we did and we had no issues with it. So I have. Yeah. Litter. You got to
1: pay attention to the things you do a little bit closer when you're running on a generator, obviously, but mm-hmm. you still have the ability to run it, which is nice.
5: Yeah. So it was, it was great. We had all the lights on in the house and, and, you know, if we'd, uh, the TV works because we got satellite TV, so everything was fine. We was just almost like a normal day.
1: And <laughs> sorry, I Brad, I cut a, you off there.
3: I have a, all right, an older. I guess you could say it's a clone, China clone generator. It's a seven thousand watt that's sitting in my shed. <laughs> it, it hasn't run in a few years, and I've been trying to get at that for. Well, it hasn't run in probably five years and i've been trying to get at that for about two years to to get that running and then <clears throat> it's a key start so it'll be easy for the kids or the wife to start it mm-hmm. uh, hoping that that's the that's the plan anyways put it uh right where i want to put that uh that through the wall piece right here at the house build a little box for it to sit there it's got a i want to say a 25 liter tank on it mm-hmm. but yep. the the Probably. eventual plan yeah, you've seen it, Pierce, that blue one yeah. in my shed. Yeah. Um, the eventual plan is to get a gender link. The ultimate goal is to be like Mr. Eric up there. <laughs> have one of those. But hey, the, the next It came thing, with the house. I have I to, know, I have to I put that out did. there. I know you didn't <laughs> install it. But uh, yeah, the next best thing would be to put that gender link in and uh, put the generator box there. And it just sits there, put fresh gas in it every few months and some stabilizer and a cord with it be able to t- walk out, start it, have that. My, my youngest here is uh, almost 14, and to have her be able to walk out and start for me right away. So if she's at home alone, she can go out, plug it in, start it, okay, go back inside, lock the doors, turn the lights off. But we know the house is fine.
1: Right. That brings up a good point, though, is making sure that uh, family members around, if, say, you're not around when power outage or something happens at the house, are aware of how to do it as well. Right? Yes. And, and building in that contingency plan of, okay, I'm not home, but my wife knows how to do it, or I'm not home, but my daughter knows how to do it, or they're both home, they both know how to do it. Right? There's that's that's important to, to build into your your plans as well, and make sure everybody knows. Okay, power goes out. In my case, count to ten, listen for the uh, the automatic transfer switch to kick. If it doesn't kick, something's up. Right. Yeah. Same thing. Go out, prime the generator, get it ready to go. Push this, pull that. Start it up, plug this in, you know, wait a little bit, then plug it in, run things. Important to get everybody else kind of in the know of how to do it so that when something happens, they can yep. just go.
3: Yep.
1: yep. Right.
3: Yours is nice uh, because yeah, it just comes on automatically. Ten seconds later, hey, the power's on. Yep.
1: At the same time, if it doesn't come on, now, now what? I gotta
3: worry. Yeah, now you gotta
1: now. Worry. now it's not as easy to fix as say the portable generators you guys have, right. Where you can troubleshoot it a little bit, finick around with it and, and make it go. I'm not sticking my hand in the, uh, in the breaker <laughs> box here. I want to see the end of the storm and see the power come back on. Right. So you'll
4: see the light. But, don't worry. Oh, I'll see, I'll see
1: the light very quickly. Yes. That's, oh, yeah. This I mean, is true. If I stick my bright hand bright in the breaker box. The yeah. it will be very bright. Yeah. And I, I don't want to see that light. So, you know, uh, there's that. So there's pros and cons to both system. Right. and,
6: so here's
3: that's why
1: I have a backup here. portable one.
3: You do have, that's what's going to be my I question. Do. do you have another mm-hmm.
1: one? I that do. If you need it yep. to,
3: you can throw it through the window. Throw the yep. through I've the got door.
1: a, a Furman dual fuel, so it runs on propane or gas. Nice. That's my uh, my backup.
5: It's i got a backup. standby standby as well. <laughs> Just in case. Not as big, but yeah, I've got another one.
1: I don't know if everyone's ready for this, but I fire it up every once in a while. I make sure it runs, and I load test it. Good
5: man. Ooh, there you go.
1: Weird, yeah. right? Strange. you got to do that. <laughs> yep. you
5: got to do that.
3: No. I, was, I was actually impressed. And, and oh, go ahead, Pierre.
4: It, it's nice to, uh, when you do that load test, try and pop that breaker. Hmm. Right? When your house is good, you know, and plug your... Yep. If it's a big enough... See what it can right do. Yourself, yep. You know, pl- I can plug nine things in and run everything. Nice. But if I plug 10, it blows, right? Like just to know yeah. all that before mm-hmm. that storm comes. Uh, that's always key to do, you know, uh, what's your, what's your draw on things? Uh, you know, try and boil some water uh, yep. stove and your coffee maker, you know, those are in a toaster. Like those are pretty big draws and systems. Oh, yes. mm-hmm. yep. So, you know, plug all those. Can you do all of it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. You know, oh, we can only do, you know, toaster and coffee maker or microwave and coffee, you know, knowing those things just so save you the hassle going out, you know, say it's a, it's a freak blizzard at minus 40, you know, even if it's 10 steps out to the thing to flick the switch, still, you know, from having to do it. To do. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So doing, doing those types of tests are always, uh, always good. Um, and I got, think,
1: I think your, uh, your lineup and tests there is also, uh, speaks to kind of the priority of things. It was always coffee maker and yeah, it's very important. Yes. Always the coffee maker,
4: hundred yeah. percent. You don't want coffee
2: to see maker no coffee
1: always first. Yes, always, um,
2: always. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And <laughs> right, here's a here's a question for the panel. So now that we've all run our generator systems for some, you know, nineteen twenty hours, what are the steps now you're going to be taking to uh, to look into them and make sure that they're ready for the next storm? Anything? Were we just we're packing just them fuel? up and putting them oh, back no, no, in the no. uh, back in the corner, or? Well,
3: uh, check the oil. Make sure we're still good. Mine, mine is brand new. This is the longest it's run. Yeah. But when I got it, it comes with no oil in it. Came with the little mm-hmm. one liter. Yep, two breaking oil. Of yep. oil. Yeah, whatever. I, uh, I I checked the oil after I put it away. Still all nice and good. Uh, refilled it. Uh, put the like I said. I got a. I got a. I put the cords aside that I have to make labels for to make sure that they're ready and set to go. I think I might even string some of them up downstairs so I know that they're already in place. I just have to go and plug them, you know, unplug something, plug it into the cord. Oh. That's it. And I got to put my, uh, my through the wall kit in <laughs> and I should be, I should be good to go.
4: Nice. I awesome. would recommend changing that oil.
2: I yeah. was just going to say that if it's yeah. brand spanking new, you might want to look at the the owner's manual. Cause you're, you're probably at the end of the break-in period and
4: yeah. Wouldn't it's hurt not going to be change. the greatest quality oil. Um, for all, you know, that oil has been sitting in that canister for two years prior to you getting it. You had a good run at it. Everything's working good and everything. I would go figure out which oil you want, go stock up, you know, don't stock up too much on it. Um, so that all depends on what you need um i'm not opposed to synthetic uh synthetic is a little bit better it'll help a lot if you want to start in cold weather Mm -hmm. um not not mandatory i don't find uh i would strongly recommend it um i not a fan of like the no names in most cases um reputable you know do your research yeah um viscosities you could go down some rabbit holes with that. Like we could talk about yeah. that, but you don't know, like figuring out, um, you know, the temperatures, ideal temperatures, uh, lubrication once it gets to a certain temperature, um, your owner's manual will probably tell you all that. Cause if your oil's too thin, it'll start burning through your rings and then it'll blow up on you. If it's too thick and it gets cold, it's, you know, you're going to have a yeah. lot of dry sure. run time. And then, you know, so yeah, like, so, um, yeah, just look at the manual, see what they recommend. Um, it's not that complicated. Like for us, uh, out where we are, um, there's Stinson right on, uh, what is it? Uh, not the 138. Um, no, 34.
3: 34.
4: Is it 34?
3: Yeah, running through town? Yeah, in Ottawa. Oh, oh, Bank Street. Yeah, Bank Street. 31.
4: 31, OK, okay. yeah. Um, that's where we deal with, uh, get a lot of different fluids. Um, really? You know, you you can go in and say, "Hey, what do you guys recommend for this?" And they'll sell you five liters of it. They'll sell you a, tw- a fifty-five a gallon drum of it.
3: Um, mm, don't need that much.
4: No, but you know, <laughs> one of those things where uh, you know, picking brains of people that kind of know stuff, um, yeah, small engine mm-hmm. places and stuff like that. Hey, what do you guys recommend? This is what I got. What do you got on the shelf at a decent price, or what do you recommend? Buy a bottle or two. They're probably more than willing to shed the knowledge with you. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I would definitely. Uh, Warm that up a little bit, drain it out, put some new oil in it at least once a year, oil change, just calendar year, or if you use it a lot, hundred yeah. percent.
3: Well, we are planning on the, the camper we got, that's the one to go with the camper. So we're yeah. hoping to use that a few times this year and yeah, yeah definitely like in the fall, change it out. Yeah.
4: yeah. Spring, spring, fall are ideal times for it. Um, I mean, so oils, like all the equipment I take care of, we do it at certain intervals or every calendar year, right? Like some of the machines we have, like we have a trencher. It's literally all it does is make a trench. Like we put like yeah, 20 we use hours it. on it. In, yeah, we put like 20 hours on it in a year because it only has one job. It makes yeah. a giant hole in the ground and then that's it, right? It gets used for 20 minutes. So we do it every calendar year. But if, you know, that variance, you're going to go camping a little bit, use it here, use it there. Oh, the power went out. You're going to use it every, uh, you know, spring, spring and winter, winter preps, you know, out of your vehicle. Yep. gives you oil. Yeah. That mm-hmm. mm-hmm. would definitely do Makes that. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, awesome. Uh, Thank you. Also look at uh, what their recommended runtime and downtime is. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised. Okay. That when, well, I, I bought a generator. I can just gas it and run it for a week straight.
3: No, no. I know that when you can't.
4: Yeah. So um, even if I'm not mistaken, even the generacs have. The it, time does. That if it Yeah. There's a time yeah. where it's yeah. like, yeah, you should let that, you know, stop, cool down, yeah. do its thing, and then start it back up. But, you know, if you're out of, I don't know what the recommendations are. Um, but, yeah, definitely keep on those. You don't want to, uh, you know, Two days into a week-long power outage, you know you're like, yeah, oh, blow your generator God. up, yeah, yeah, and blow yeah. your generator up because you're you're not you'd be lucky to find one on the first day. On the third day, you're not going to find one out no. of the door.
3: No, yeah. you're not going to find one. At all. Those uh, those Generacs, um, Eric, can you turn yours off?
4: Yeah,
1: yeah, I can go out. There's a there's a little control panel in the in the box, so I can turn it off if I need to put it in the standby, kill the power. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And yeah, I think it's, it's 72 hours. I think it is for, for those things. I know right. I've read it in the manual and it says yeah. you definitely can't run it for an extended period of time. There's a period where you do have to shut it down and let it sit and cool down. Like Pierre was saying, and that's important things to know about, uh, about your generator. Cause like we said, if you just think you're going to flip it on, let it run for that, uh, you know, two, three, four days. Bad news for you. <laughs> you're going to yeah. blow it up. Uh, but some people think they can just do that, right? So, just that's yeah. uh, it's important to read that manual and and know uh, know what your generator can do and what it can't do and and where it kind of draws the line for uh, for hours and and how often you do have to switch that oil out, right? Because that'll that'll be in there as well. You can only you run it for X amount of hours. Um, for example, my uh, mine is 200 hours. It has to be changed 200 hours or every two years for the oil. So,
3: now can go. it go past that? Like, if does it have a system that tells oh. you you've got to change the oil?
1: You can go past that, of course, but it, it's not recommended. But yeah, if you're in like a big shit at the fan kind of situation and you got to push it, you can push it. But in ideal world, they want it every two years or every 200 hours. Yeah, but that's and- that's ideal world where you're you're able to do that, and you know you don't have zombies chomping at you when you're
4: trying to do it or right? anything <laughs> silly like that, right? Yeah. Um. So what? Actually, well, I know you got it with your house, but what's the manufacturer warranty when you buy one of those? It's a great you know question. Up your head? I don't. So all of those factors will play into if they're going to honor the warranty or not.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. That's it. a great point.
4: So if you I want to do know. oil changes for yourself, mm-hmm. um, double check, make sure. So for example, right, let's say you spend the six, seven, eight thousand $8,000 on a generac system, get it all installed. Mm-hmm. Everything's peachy. And you're like, okay. And you start doing your own oil changes and two years, something happens. Some places won't honor it because you didn't get one of their technicians to do it, or you might have to a bit more of a fight, saying, "No, oh, look, I bought the product, this, that. You can take pictures, their time stamps, this, that, all that stuff." Um, so yeah, definitely, uh, you don't want to avoid those warranties as much as possible. They'll try and tell you it was something else, but as long as you can prove all that, you'll probably be in a in a good uh, situation for that.
1: Oh, all good that. things to know.
3: Blizzard has a good comment there in the live chat.
1: What's that? Uh, oh, it's the uh, one about the cars?
3: Yeah. Yeah, being beside your car with a generator, provided it's not a Tesla, and use the exhaust from your vehicle in a tarp to get it warm enough to fire. No.
1: Oh, that's Is an that idea. Also, also mentioned in the, the chat a little earlier up to uh, figure out what vehicles run the same oil as your generator dual purpose. I was, right. I was
3: reading that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good
1: point. Yeah. Very good point.
3: Yeah.
1: So any other things uh, the panel wants to discuss about the storm?
6: No, Crickets. I mean, no,
4: we, no. We, <laughs> we, we all got yeah. everything we want. I didn't get to test anything, but we didn't lose power, but it was kind of nice but, just cause we're not entirely organized for that yet. Cause <laughs> well, you yeah. just moved. Yeah. <laughs> well, we moved a little while ago, but just the rentals are still going, and this that. So right. it's Like, you know, all that stuff's kind of that. And it was winter, so it's like, well, fuck, I don't want to. It's yep. minus twenty. I don't want to go outside and dig out the generator. Oh, um, hell no. I would have regretted that, you know, if something did yep. happen. So, knock on wood, uh, we're good now. Um, yep. But you know, that'll be in the plans for the summer. Get everything organized nicely, and maybe test it out next winter.
1: Fair enough. Well, here's here's the big question about the storm: How many came up against zombies or some major apocalyptic event?
3: Niente.
4: No, no. Well, nobody's here, knocked right. on my door, so no. at least
1: three. <laughs> <laughs> and that's again the point that I just wanted to drive home. That's the whole thing with preparedness, right? Everybody always thinks that it's the big, uh, you know, cataclysmic event that's going to happen, or the zombies are coming, or some world-ending event. Yeah, the no. storm right? Yep. We we're good to go. We made yes. it through. We were all comfortable. We had a couple of hiccups here and there, but for the most part, everybody came through unscathed. We all were able to sit back, relax, enjoy the lights being on, the furnaces running mm-hmm. and return life to normal for up to 20 hours, right? Which I'd yes. say is a win in our book. We've done something right. And everybody's made steps to just make life that much easier to get through a little event like that. And that's, that's what it's all about. It's not about the, uh, the big, you know, uh, zombie apocalypse uh, happening or, or anything like that. It's just getting through life's little uh, little events as they happen, and you know what? You take care of the little events, the big events will just take care of themselves as you go, right? So,
3: so the, uh, the people that I went to help down the road getting their generator started, some of their neighbors the following morning, uh, I think he said it was around 6 a.m. He stayed up all night to make sure everything was good at his place. He said, I think it was around 6 a.m. that the uh, two of his neighbors both got up, started their cars. He went over to find out what was going on, make sure that they were okay. They said they hadn't slept a wink. They have no backup generator, no alternate uh, heating source, or nothing. They were going to the big city to go to a hotel and get some sleep, a good shower, and come back when the power's on. Hmm. Well, I look at that as, I look at that as, well you just spent how many hundreds of dollars to go and get a hotel room pay for some takeout or room service food Mm -hmm. your kids are miserable you're miserable if you want to sleep well your kids are up maybe because they had a good sleep but you want to get some sleep so that's not going to be able to happen too well
6: Mm -hmm.
3: and the hassle of trying to get the hotel room and get to it go and get yourself a generator
4: yeah Yeah. especially because uh Scenarios yep. like that. I'm sure we've all looked for a hotel while well, they have a convention or hockey games oh. in town. that mm-hmm. that hotel room that was $130 last week is now 240. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, you know, it's just one of those things. Um, but oh. uh yep, that's me, not the last comment on the YouTube, but the other one. Uh he was testing his Jenny and he found the frequencies were off. So mm-hmm. we didn't, you know, the Generax are probably pretty good for that. Um, but your load test, uh, high and low frequencies can ruin electronics. Oh, yeah. You might not want <laughs> to, uh, you know, and that could also be related to the extension cord you're using. Um, certain extension cords are not designed to be, you know, great carriers of frequencies. And that's another rabbit hole we're not going to get into. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, really, really good extension cords are key. Um, yep. Not the ones you buy at the dollar store. You need to go buy those, you know, heavy duty ones, properly insulated proper gauged wires um, but yeah you do need to be you know careful of when that generator starts shutting down or starts get getting low on gas or those high low revs um, can be sensitive to electronics so you might not want to be yep. running your all your equipment that's or your computers or something that you know you don't want to be out uh, two thousand dollars just because you want a game for an hour
3: yeah it's true yeah the, uh, the other side to that for generators is uh, was it a regular? You know, a, a portable generator or an inverter portable generator.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I, I told I told the, the family here, do not plug the computer, the router, the TV, the cell phones. Nothing like that gets plugged into the generator. We have plenty of power banks here, and I've got those battery, those Ryobi battery topper Pieces, two of them that Eric printed Mm -hmm. out for me, which I still haven't made yet.
1: Um, I got a couple of them floating around here. Yep.
6: Oh,
3: sweet. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, uh, plug those in for your your cell phone chargers. Mm
6: -hmm. Don't run the TVs.
3: Don't run run any of those, the sensitive electronics. I know that some uh, some CPAP machines you can't run off a generator, you will blow them. You need an inverter generator. For those.
5: Right. Yeah. yeah. Some microwaves won't work either.
3: Yes. I've heard of that too. A microwave yeah. blew up. The guy had it on for 30 seconds. Yeah. Bang. Doesn't yeah. work anymore. He yeah. blew the coils inside because it needed a steady, constant sine wave power. Something to keep in mind. All good
1: points. Do your research and test things out ahead of time, right? Yep. Yeah. Weird. Who would have and thought that that would come up in the podcast?
4: No. And someone said they found <laughs> a conversion kit on Amazon for like 45, 50 bucks to retrofit, uh, yep. make it dual fuel. So, mm-hmm. yes, I mean, I've seen those. That, that's, I would say, that's worth the fifty bucks. Um, mm-hmm. But also, be prepared that your generator may blow up. So that is also a thing. You know, for fifty bucks, might be out. You know, five, six hundred yep. if it doesn't work. Um, I don't know if it'll be covered by warranty or mm-hmm. uh, all that stuff. But if it's a gamble you want to take, I mean, let us, let me know how that works because uh, that's not a bad option to have. But just uh, yeah, be careful that uh, that can yep. go sideways real fast, especially on amplon. <laughs> I mean, it's better than t you but, <laughs> <laughs> <Or this. laughs> but true, uh, yeah, true. But you other, know, the other
2: the other thing you've got to be aware of running running propane as opposed to fuel is, um, and and I'm assuming it's just because of the way it runs. But most of them, if you're running propane, you have less uh, yep. wattage to be able to run with like, I know my, uh, my, my dual fuel is, I think it's 4,300 on gas and only 3,900 on propane.
4: Yep. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, your wattage will change. So you'll have to figure that out if it's not predetermined, like the one you have, Uh, I'm sure there's a way to check it. I don't care to really think about it right now, but yeah. So you might not be able to run everything you normally run. If you switch it to propane, that's a thing you need to take into consideration.
1: All good points. Very good points.
3: Yeah. I know that the, to... the, the, the natural gas is even less.
1: Yeah. Yep. We might have to do an episode on just generators.
3: Hey.
1: <laughs> there we go. Yep. That might be fun. awesome. Well, let's say we uh, move into the podcast challenge. Unless anybody has any uh, last minute thoughts.
4: Uh, one quick thing: take yep. your spark plug out, check it. It's mm. a little carboned up. Clean it off. Get an old toothbrush, some good cleaner. Let it dry out. All that stuff, and get your spark plug to stay clean and carbon free. It will definitely help with everything else. So, great if point. Running for a while, and you haven't used it in a while. Take it out. Might be a little gummed up, depending if there was some bad gas or gummed up gas at the bottom or whatever. And uh, if you're unsure of that. Start taking the carb apart, doing the same because it'll be the same in the carb. So,
1: general maintenance. Be ready for the next one.
4: Yeah, yeah, yep.
1: I like it. All right, let's hit the podcast challenge. So, review your preps, restock anything that you may have used up, or just pre- perform some maintenance on those generators if you did use them during the uh, the recent storm. All right, upcoming events got the uh, annual prepper meet coming up you want to touch on that terry
5: yes yes that's july 11th to the 14th so put it on your calendar and come on out to beautiful dillsborough ontario for a, a fun long weekend of super exciting prepper stuff meet some fine folks and let learn a few things and have some fun and practice camping and using your gear so oh. we're just starting to firm up our presenters now for this year's event so you know, if you're following along on the website or the Facebook page, well, I'll be starting to put on some updates as to who's coming and uh, who's what they're presenting very soon. <laughs> Within the next couple of weeks, that should be should be starting up on that. So keep an eye out for that and any updates as to what's going on. And advanced tickets are still on sale. Save Time a now. And buy now.
1: <laughs> yep, hundred bucks for the weekend. You can't go wrong with that.
5: It's, that's cheap camping and fun too. it They're is good folks
1: oh yeah so and 100, training
3: 100 bucks for the yeah. ticket and you said uh, a couple episodes ago terry that might be 20 30 dollars for a camper
5: uh yeah they decided to uh, do that this year the, because we've got a bigger oh. bigger area with some place so if you have a large tow behind camper or mm-hmm. a large motorhome then uh yeah 20 bucks for the weekend is a little extra charge because you're taking up space. If you're just camping <laughs> inside your van or your or your car or a tent, then uh, you're forgiven. That's all included in the price. But we thought we charge a little extra for for big motor. friendly? you afford them big guys? You're gonna afford the twenty bucks, right? So, yeah,
4: <laughs> and you know you can't go <laughs> wrong with that. You can't yeah, go wrong with that. And I mean, good luck finding a campground for less than that. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. really, yeah, it's, eight it's, eight, cheap, eight. it's cheap. It's cheap camping. So yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, pet friendly.
5: Uh, yes, yes. As long as you have a well-behaved critter and it's on a leash, you can you can have your you can have your pet there too. All right.
4: That's hopefully, in the awesome,
1: place. awesome. <laughs> Jeff, you got a weather blurb for us.
2: Sure do. So for the most part, um, we continue with the abnormally warm temperatures. Um, there are exceptions uh, right now out in the prairies. Um, Saskatoon is just digging out from about a 30 centimeter dump of snow. So, um, there's still snow around. Um, you know, but as I mentioned in the news, um, the wildfires continue to burn in the Texas panhandle, uh, moving up sort of into Oklahoma and even Kansas now has uh red flag warnings in effect. Uh, they're, they're getting the same thing. The high winds, the really dry air, things are drying out. Um, like, a lot of places, um, they never they didn't get as much precipitation, uh, or actually didn't get enough snow um, to have the moisture in the ground for to kind of slow down the wildfires and whatever. So, um, but speaking of snow, um, I mentioned it in the news thing as well. On the west coast, uh, they've got that snowfall going on in the Sierra Nevadas. Uh all kinds of blizzard warnings remain in effect. Some areas got 10 feet of snow and 80 mile an hour winds, mile an hour, not kilometers. Um, so that's, if that's not a blizzard, I'm not sure what their definition is. Um, it's going to stop for a couple of days and then they're going to get a bit more snow, uh, going on in the week, uh, for the higher elevations. So it's not something they're not used to. Uh, they get, they usually get a, a very significant amount of snow, but they don't usually get 10 feet at once. So, um, obviously with that comes the heightened risk of an avalanche. So you're in that area. I know none of us are, but anybody's out there, they're thinking of hiking out into the back country, or doing something like that. Not a smart idea right now. Um, for the rest of, uh, U S and, and into Canada, um, there's a slight risk of severe thunderstorms in the mid U S and kind of up into a bit of the Ohio Valley area for Monday, Tuesday. I'm not seeing anything severe popping up out of this. You may get the odd severe storm here and there. Um, probably you'll get some hail. Um, not looking at the tornado outbreak like happened, um, a week ago. So, uh, I, I think there are you're good there. And after that, the rest of the week, it appears to be calm. I'm not going to use the Q word, but it appears to be calm. Um, but like anything else, we are in the transitional time. Uh, you've got the warm air in the south, fighting with still the cold air up in the north and in Canada. And anytime you 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 get which is what we got with this big storm was we had a very strong push of warm, moist air into the area followed immediately by a very strong low pressure system. Everybody knows, I think I've said low pressure goes around counterclockwise. So it's turning counterclockwise. It's sucking the warmer up on one side and it's bringing the super cold air down on the other side. This was an abnormally strong low pressure system and that's what caused the rapid drop in temperature. Um, it happens and it'll probably happen again. I'm not sure it'll be this bad, but you need to be aware of, of quickly changing conditions. The other thing you need to be aware of, obviously at this time of the year is fog. Um, a lot of places now, the air's warmer than the ground, especially at uh, dusk, dawn nighttime, you're, you're going to get fog and it's going to go on for a few weeks, I think. So just be aware of that. If you've got to go out at night that, um, you may in, you may encounter some uh, pretty dense fog.
3: Good advice.
6: Hmm.
2: And uh, are you still alive there, Eric? Or I think he is frozen
4: <laughs> I, th- I think so as well
2: <laughs> so I'll take over for him there so uh, we'll bring episode 232 of the Canadian Pepper podcast to an end uh, you can find the uh, audio part of it uh, on iTunes, Spotify or your favorite podcast app please submit a review it encourages the algorithm to promote us and helps other people find us and Brad you want to take over the next one we record these shows live on Facebook and
3: Sorry, on YouTube and Facebook, if you must. If you want an early peek at the show, su- subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast, and click the notifications tabs. That'll give you an alert when we are going live. You can contact me at batbradcpp at gmail.com. Pierre?
4: Oh, off the wall, customizing, <laughs> probably on the socialist medias. Um you can find me here most Sunday nights, almost all the time, chit-chatting, uh, talking about preps. And on Monday nights, you can find me on the YouTube's for the other CPP Canadian Patriot podcast, why we talk you should prep due to government.
5: <laughs> and you can reach me at the annual Preppers Meet Facebook page or on my email at Blackmore at hotmail.com.
2: And if you want to check out Rapid Survival, you can check them out at rapidsurvival.com where you can get Eric on the live chat if his computer wants to work. Maybe it's a Chevy <laughs> computer, I'm not sure. <laughs>
6: I, think, I think it might be a
2: Chevy computer. Um, if you want to reach out to uh, me, you can uh, reach out to me at feedback at properpodcast.ca or I am frequently on the Discord. So thanks for joining us tonight. Until next time, be prepared, stay safe, keep learning learning. keep learning i'll I'll jump
5: in there for
0: the toyota man
2: (laughs) thank you guys the ford guy to the rescue
0: (laughs) as we wrap up another insightful episode of the canadian prepper podcast we want to extend our gratitude to our listeners for joining us on this journey of preparedness remember the key to survival is knowledge and readiness If you want to support the show and engage with our community further, consider signing up for our Patreon and joining our thriving community on Discord. Links are in the description. If you enjoyed today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave us a review. This is the Canadian Prepper Podcast, signing off. Until next time, be prepared, stay safe, and keep learning.